All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so interesting, Jordana, that Steve was talking and the, hearing the weather there about how this is typically mm. weather like late April. It is so weird right. how weather, like certain smells and just how the weather is can totally mess with your mind. Like I got into my car this morning to walk into the building here and it's kind of that damp wetness, mm. chill in the air, but it smelled like spring. It smelled like mid-April, like a chilly April morning. And like mm-hmm. for a split second, I was thinking, "Ooh, oh, next month's going to be May. We're going to like oh. no." I had to retrain oh. my brain. It's nope. so bizarre. It's Reality. just bizarre. I still would take cooler temperatures and sunshine as opposed to just gloominess Ooh, like this yeah, all day. The, the sunshine thing is, oh, you know what? I'm going to turn on my sun lamp. Oh, <laughs> as you said, right into that, your eyes, <laughs> right into my eyes. Yeah, I turned on literally turned on my sun lamp yeah. as you said that because I need yeah I need that. I'd, I'd even take like 20 degrees colder than this for a little sunshine. Mm, 20's a lot. I know, <laughs> I know. I know. That'd, be like, that'd be like 15 degrees. Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's a really great temperature for right. January. 15 and sunny? Right. It's perfect. Do quick takes. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> a British wildlife park has hatched a new plan to rehabilitate its potty-mouthed parrots after they unleashed a tide of expletives. This is back in 2025, foul-mouthed African gray parents were donated to the park in eastern England. They were then isolated from the flock in an attempt to improve their language. But now they're taking a different and riskier approach. We've put eight really, really offensive swearing parrots with 92 other non-swearing ones. Why? So representative. If the strategy works, the eight parrots could learn all the no. ni- nice noises like microwaves. No vehicles that the other parrots in the flock. I hope this backfires and all those parrots suddenly sound like, you know, (laughs) Richard Pryor or Dave Chappelle. I hope this backfires. They should have kept those parrots separate and there should have been like an adults only parrot (laughs) section where you go in. I want to give me a break. If you if you have an option between hey let's go see some parrots or let's go see some dirty foul mouth (laughs) parrots. I'm going to the foul mouth parrot section. No question. Absolutely. Yes. This is actually a draw to the park. Yes. This, you know, the, totally. the, the dirty, the dirty talking parrots. This is what we want to go see. Maybe we're not going to bring our kids, but th- they have missed an incredible marketing opportunity here. We want to see the dirty parrots. They have big mistake, friends. <laughs> I want insult. Com- I want insult comic yes. parrots where you go yes. in there and the parrots are like, fat old, fat soul, back, lose some weight, back, lose some weight. <laughs> this yes, is and, uh, this from the guy an hour ago is arguing. Hey, boring is good. No, not when it comes what? to parent parrots. That's Give us the cussing mm-hmm. parrots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon is raising eyebrows after she posted this recipe online. Okay, so we got a ton of snow over the past few days. We decided to make a recipe. So first, we scooped the snow into cups, and we added salted caramel syrup. And some chocolate syrup, just because we like how they taste together. And put it on top. 
And then we decided to add some cold brew just to have a yummy coffee flavor. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so Reese Witherspoon there detailing a drink using snow and uh, some sweeteners and iced coffee and stuff like that. What do you think? I guess we're doing a random access thing because the last <laughs> one was supposed to be for Jordana and oh, whatever. Sorry. Yes. Uh, what do we think about this snow cappuccino or whatever Reese is making? I like that name. Uh, no, Reese, I'm sorry. Reese, you can afford the fancy Fiji water or the smart water <clears throat> or the Perrier. Um, no, do not take snow and drink it. You don't know where it's been. The dog could have peed on it already. I mean, I know it might look yellow. It might have snowed on top of some poop or some pesticide. A- a- absolutely not. Sorry, Reese. Go get the Fiji. Yeah, I got to agree with you on this one. I, uh, I'd like to f- push back, but... It's gross. You're making snow cones out of snow? I mean, great. Well, it's gross. It's frozen water. Who cares? It's gross. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I know that maybe it's fun, a sustainable it's, way to make a drink. Uh, sustain it's, this. Yeah. Are you you're really scared that the snow like acid the, isn't acid rain still a thing? Oh my gosh. Grow maybe. up guys. It's just Grow snow. Maybe. You can eat snow. It's gross. Stop it, Reese. Only if you're no, trapped don't. in a cave can you eat snow. Exactly. If you're on a loan, you can yeah. eat the snow. But do not eat don't do it. Wow. Uh, Minnesota's Dean Phillips says he'll continue his challenge of President. Joe Biden, after losing in the New Hampshire uh, primary last night, where Biden didn't even appear on the ballot, Phillips received 19.8% of the vote, gathering just under 21,000. Um, the question I have here is, does Dean Phillips himself, does he really think he's got a chance to overtake Joe Biden, or is this just an effort to be number two so that if something happens to Joe, Dean's up next? Uh, I'll give my opinion on that. I think neither of those is the answer. I think Dean Phillips is trying to point out that Joe Biden is not a viable candidate to beat Donald Trump and that his effort in New Hampshire was to show that, but I think it failed, I think. I think, you know, he said, well, he originally wanted, like, what, 40% and back down to 30 and yesterday, I think he saw the writing on the wall that he's going to get twenty percent, and said, "Hey, if I can get twenty percent, it's good." Well, he got right at twenty percent. Um, but I think his the goal of his candidacy is to show that Joe Biden is in trouble, and the polls point that out. That in swing states, he is losing to Donald Trump, and that the way if you don't want a Donald Trump presidency, people need to step up and maybe change the candidate. So I think that's his goal. I don't think he actually thinks he was going to be president. I don't know, Joe, maybe you feel differently. Um, I don't think he thinks he's going to beat President Trump. I think he believes in the idea that that you and I have been talking about. If you want choice, he's giving us another Give choice. Give us choice. If we, if we think that Biden is a bad president, and I don't. I don't think that. I think he's too old, but I don't think that he's been bad for this country. That Dean is offering another choice. I also think Dean is being smart politically. He, you know, nobody really knew who he was. He's had three terms in Congress, I believe, and nobody knew who he was. And if he wants a bigger platform after this election, maybe he'll run again in another four years. So he's definitely getting his name out there um, with a, a quality showing, you know, it's 20 percent, 19 percent yesterday. That's what he wanted. So I guess he's going to keep going. And um, yeah, I, I'm surprised he got that much. 
But I think that is a positive step forward. I do. Uh, what and we need to talk about. All right, we'll talk about the primary in, yeah. in a few. I Let's believe too. But, yeah, I be- also just quickly, I believe that mm-hmm. Dean is coming on with Chad today. I'm not sure what time, but I think oh, he was okay. teasing that. So we'll hear from Dean Phillips on CCO Radio today. Frontier Airlines has announced it's launching 38 new routes nationwide, including five here in the Twin Cities. The budget carrier, which operates out of the smaller Terminal 2 at MSP, unveiled a slate of new nonstop services that will launch between April and June of this year with prices starting as low as $19 one way. The routes from Minneapolis include Atlanta. Dallas, Fort Worth, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Philadelphia. Uh, will you guys consider flying Budget Airline Frontier on your next trip? That's kind of the <laughs> one airline I don't like. That and Spirit are the airlines I don't fly. Am I an elitist? Yes. No, you're not. We all have okay. that. I've, I have flown Frontier before because I like they've got mm-hmm. animals on their planes. It's kind of cool. Right? Doesn't Frontier, the oh. airline that has like animals on their yeah, planes? On, like painted on the yes. side of their planes, right. not inside not like the cabin with you. No. Hey, there's a bear in the plane. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, right. Hey, as, this day and age, as long as the bolts are staying on the yeah. plane and the wheels are yeah. staying on. Yeah. Uh, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. Was seven? You hear that. Oh, my God, $17 for a fare? Oh, yeah. Oh, you want a seat, too? Oh, okay, that'll be another 100 bucks. Oh, you have a bag? Okay, that'll be another $150. Bucks. Uh, so, I mean... They all, the budget airlines all do that, but I'm still a Sun Country guy. If we're talking budget airlines, regional airlines, right? Give me my Sun Country. And really, I mean, are we? Do we want an air flight for? Do we want a plane ticket for nineteen dollars? <laughs> Nobody thinks that you can get me anywhere for nineteen dollars. That's not even bus fare. I, why are you looking at me like I'm crazy, David? Well, I'm not going to trust an airline that's giving me a nineteen dollar <laughs> flight. Wait, Sorry. I don't understand that. Why? Like well, they, first of all, because I know they're going to upcharge me. Like, I know the costs are hidden somewhere else. So just tell me what the cost of the flight is. I know, but if you, you know? decide you don't want to mm-hmm. take a bag and don't need some other amenities and you can get the $19 fare and then it and costs you, you another 20 bucks to pick your seat and your total fare is really? $39 and you mm-hmm. get a quick, cheap flight to Denver, what's wrong with that? And you may or may not land. Uh, well, that's it. Can they make money on $39 flights? Can an airline operate with, yeah. uh, yes. David, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I mean, jet fuel is expensive. I it's know, expensive but expensive to pay people to you know work on flights. Volunteer oh. pilots. They have volunteer <laughs> it's pilots. It's not volunteer. They have to get a salary. So where are they cutting costs that gives me a $19 flight? Something about me doesn't trust that. You are elitist. I know you I think that's came to it. Yeah, you're elitist. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. You can spend more. It's fine. I'll meet you there. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. With a volunteer pilot. Hmm. Right, I'm in the one percent. Take my take my wealth tax, please. That'll go towards your safe flights, David. <laughs> I don't know. We need to discuss the primary. We need to discuss Naley, Nikki Haley. We also need to give away pink tickets at some point in this show today. So stay tuned on CCO. Want to see the powerfully vocal, hit song-making, acrobatically entertaining Pink in concert this summer? What's up? This is Pink. Think you know her song lyrics against other bands and artists with a color in their name? (sighs) To score a pair of tickets to our October 18th show, call in now to play Think Pink. I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. On Adam and Jordana. 
Okay, you heard the sounder. Think Pink time. We're giving away tickets to see Pink Live 2024 with special guests, The Script and Kid Cut Up. October 18th, that's a Friday show at the XL Energy Center. Pink, outstanding artist who uh, puts on a tremendous show. We've got three contestants lined up, and uh, it's easy. I read lyrics. All you got to do is think pink. Tell me, are those lyrics from pink or somebody else? You don't even say it. You don't even say it, have to say who the other person is or the other uh, artist. But they all have to do with color. Mark is in St. Paul. Good morning, Mark. Now, we've had a couple texters saying that St. Paul, people love St. Paul because it's boring and they love it. Would you agree? Do you think St. Paul is a boring place? Yeah. Uh, 32-year-old me would say no. 47-year-old me says, you know, it's what you make it. I make it boring, I guess. Thank you. Very good. It's a, a Boring gets better with age. Thank you very much. All right, Mark, uh, are you fairly confident uh, that you can uh, guess the lyrics here and Think Pink? Uh, yes. Okay. 50-50 shot. It's right. It's a 50-50 shot. So here we go. Whoa. What was that? (laughs) My bad. Sorry. Scared me for a second. Jordana's having breakfast, by the way, while we do this contest. What's she do? Did she just shoot something for breakfast? Uh, Here we go. Here are the lyrics. Mark, you are only coming through in waves. Your lips move, but I can't hear what you're saying. Are those lyrics from Pink or not? They are not from Pink. Bonus points. Do you know who they're from? Uh, you know, something in me says George Michael, but I know that's wrong. But <laughs> I have no clue then. No, but you're right. You got it right. So it wasn't Pink. No, that was Pink Floyd. Oh, top five all-time song here. Comfortably numb. Yeah. Isn't that weird, though, how when you hear the lyrics read, you just, you can, you're like, I know those lyrics, but you can't place it. So, bravo, Mark. Good job, sir. Thank you. Uh, Pink, you a big fan? You know, um, I am. I've actually, I've got a niece. Uh, She'll be 16 next October, but um, Mm. her and I have seen her together four times. Awesome. Oh, wow. So, this will be our fifth time. Excellent. Well, congratulations, Mark. Uh, Enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, Two tickets to see a pink... Also, the script and Kid Cut Up, XL Energy Center, Friday, October 18th, right there in boring old St. Paul, Minnesota on Friday, October awesome. 18th. Congratulations, I live Mark. four blocks away from the XL. Oh, so wow. Walkable. Amazing. I love it. Mark, congratulations. Yes, Hang on the line. DJ will get some info from you. Thanks for playing. I appreciate it. Enjoy the show. And if you missed out today, David and Mike, you guys were on the line. Call in tomorrow and Friday, two more days uh, to uh, give away a pair of pink tickets. Pink or Pink Floyd? Oh, yeah, this song. So good. David Gilmore, this might be the best guitar solo of all time. So good. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I don't do Pink Floyd anymore because Roger Waters is. Well, Roger Waters is, yeah, so. but Roger Waters is on guy. his own now. So Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. David Correct. Gilmore is still. A, and one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Yes. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So I can separate I the two now because David Gilmore is on his own. Uh, right. All right. Uh, Joe Maurer, Hall of Famer, also St. Paul. Uh, we've had all-day coverage. I know um, Vanita talked to a lot of uh, folks about Joe Maurer, mm-hmm. including Terry Ryan and Gardy. And uh, Caleb Thielbar, current twin uh, relief pitcher, also uh, his first time with the Twins in 2013, he threw to Joe Maurer. He pitched to Joe Maurer as a pitcher. And mm-hmm. he's a local kid, grew up in Minnesota, probably grew up – 
aspiring to be like Joe Maurer. Caleb Thielbeier, who's currently, by the way, Jordana, on the Twins Caravan. That's their winter caravan where they go to various mm-hmm. locations. And Caleb actually in his hometown at his, uh, at his alma mater, his high school. This morning, so we'll talk to Caleb Thielbar, his thoughts about Joe Maurer. We'll also talk a little Twins with him, what he expects coming up uh, this season. That conversation coming up next on CCO. All Star Closer Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Celebrating Joe Maurer today, first ballot Hall of Famer uh, elected yesterday. He will become the youngest member of the Hall of Fame when he's inducted uh, in Cooperstown. And our next guest on WCCO Radio had a chance to play with Joe. Uh, Caleb Thielbar, who is still a member of the Minnesota Twins, actually went started with the Twins, went to a couple other teams, now back with the Twins. He joins us now on the John Schuster Cowell Banker Hotline. Caleb, thank you so much for the time. Let me ask you this. How important is a good catcher, uh, being a pitcher, uh, someone who you can have full faith in uh, when you're pitching to them and calling the right game? Well, I think you, I think you said it. Um, just being able to have faith in them and that they know what they're doing, um, that, they, that they've done they've done the work pregame to, to understand and I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Let's... Uh, Caleb, let me interrupt you. It's just a really rough phone line. Should we just maybe see if we can reconnect mm-hmm. with him? Uh, but uh, Caleb, by the way, is on his way to his high school, his alma mater, Randolph, Minnesota, which is just south of the so metro fun. area. And they do this so Twins fun. caravan mm-hmm. uh, where, the, you know, they, it's a great thing that the Twins do where they send players and broadcasters mm-hmm. out to these smaller towns in Twins territory in Minnesota and uh, in the Dakotas, and they get a chance to do that. But... You and know. Dan Gladden, Willie yep. Castro, T.C. Bear will all be at the high school. I'm sure it's a huge thing for the kids. And isn't that fun when your local celebrity, your the, the one who made it, you know, Caleb graduated from there. So mm-hmm. all these kids are thinking, okay, well, if he did it, I can do it too. Randolph, Minnesota, I can do it too. So it's just so sweet that uh, they go back and they give their time. And it must be must feel good for him because he played on the fields. In Randolph, Minnesota. He worked out in the gym. He walked those halls. So that's always a fun thing. Okay, let's go back. We've uh, Sorry about that. We reconnected with, with, with mm-hmm. Caleb Thielbar. Uh, Caleb, when you think of Joe Maurer, um, I guess what, what first comes to mind, uh, being obviously a tremendous catcher, tremendous part of the Minnesota Twins, and as somebody who grew up in Minnesota, uh, is somebody that I think a lot of kids around here probably aspire to. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing I think of most is that how good of a person he was. It wasn't just wasn't just that he was a great player. I mean, the you know, the first time I ever met him, you know, he came up and introduced himself and sat down for lunch. <laughs> yeah, I, I know who you are, man. I mean you know, but but that was that was just who he is. He didn't he didn't assume anything. He was just a he was just a good all around guy and uh, you know, I couldn't be happier for him. I mean it's a it's a great day not only for not only for him, but I mean, you know, some territory in general. I mean it's it's really cool to have one of your own going to the Hall of Fame and then really, you know, really one of your own, you know, from your, from your state and from the city that, that you know, from the Twin Cities as well. 
Caleb, you made your MLB debut by pitching to Joe Maurer, Maurer in um, May of 2013. So did that make it extra special for you, you know, local boy? And growing up, was he, you know, one of your heroes that you're like, I can't, this made that moment even more surreal? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I you know, I was in, I was in high school uh, uh, when he was when he was making his debut. I was in college when they were making all those playoff those playoff appearances, and uh, you know, it, it was just a team that I that I grew up grew up watching, and and you know, be able to play with him and and Morneau and 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 I guess Corey Hunter there toward the end. I mean, it, that was that was probably the most surreal part about it was just being in the same clubhouse with those guys that you grew up watching. Caleb Thielbar, a Twins pitcher on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline, joining us on the bus headed to uh, his home high school of uh, Randolph, Minnesota, just south of the Twin Cities. Talk about Joe Maurer, the one that you know fans didn't see uh, on the field, but like Joe Maurer in the clubhouse. What kind of a guy was he? Uh, you know, he didn't come off as kind of a super rah rah kind of leadership kind of guy, but talk about him, you know, in the clubhouse and how he was with the rest of the Twins. No, I think I think that's. I don't think that that's that's a inaccurate description. No, he wasn't he wasn't a rah rah guy, but he showed up and, and did his work and you know, just because of who he was, people looked up to him and 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 looked to him for, for what they should be doing. And I think I think there's a certain leadership quality in that too. You don't you don't necessarily have to be the guy that's 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 in front of the clubhouse and, and in speeches all the time or anything. Um, you know, there's there's other guys that that are willing to do that as well. Um, but he was just, just a great teammate, um, humble guy. You, you just would have never known that, was, that he was a superstar and, and Hall of Famer if you didn't, if you didn't just know who he was to begin with. Uh, I think that was, that was the main thing. And that's, and that's, that's, that's what made him so great. We're speaking with Caleb Thielbar, who's on his way to his, his alma mater, Randolph high school in Randolph, Minnesota with the twins caravan. Now, Caleb, remember, not that many people are listening, so we want a good story. Tell us something about Joe, you know, where he got in trouble or something funny happened, because he is such, he seems like just a great guy who doesn't get in trouble, you know, he doesn't mess around, but come on, there must be a dark side to Joe Mara. Give us the dirt. Uh, not, not that I know of. I mean, oh. I, I, I think that... I think that the public perception is pretty is pretty good. Um, you know, I played with him for for a couple of years. Uh, you'd, you'd have to ask you'd have to ask the, you know some of the other teammates who played with him for ten or fifteen years to, to to give you that give you that side of it. But um, really, no what, secret what family. What you see is what you got with them. <sighs> Too bad. I was hoping for like a secret yeah, girlfriend or another family in Guatemala no. or I don't know, you know, an OnlyFans page. Come on, something like that. Uh, Caleb, let me put this back on the rails for you here. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> tell me about going back to your own high school and uh, just uh, obviously it's c- kind of fun to get out uh, and get on this Twins caravan, but pretty extra special when you get to go back to your old stomping grounds. Yeah, for sure. It was, you know, it was something that it was something I suggested last year on the caravan. I thought it might be a might be a cool thing to do, and they ended up putting it, to, putting it together this year. Uh, it's going to be a cool stop. Um, I haven't actually haven't been inside the high school in a few years, so yeah, I know there's been some been some new new buildings built and everything. So I think it'll be 
it'll be cool to see. I know that the high school is expanding. I mean, it, a lot of kids go there that I, that I graduated with. So it's kind of it's, it's kind of cool to see the growth in it. And you know, they ended up they they won a state title a couple of years ago too. So you know, they're they're doing things that you know my classes were never able to do there. And I think I think that's a pretty cool thing too. Uh, we have a mutual friend. Uh, my, my wife, uh, good friends with Libby Hopf. And uh, Libby, I think, grew up uh, and might have played softball with your sister. So I just wanted to get that in there. Libby yep. says hi. That's great. Yep, I, I remember her. Well, Caleb, we want to thank you so much for joining us and sharing some thoughts about Joe Mapper. And I'll have to ask somebody else for a funny story, maybe where he pants somebody or I don't know. But there's got to be something, right? There's got to be something. It's hard to say. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. All right, Caleb, drive safely, and um, we'll talk to you later in the season. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, Who might have been? I got nothing. I got nothing. Secret family. Come on. It's Joe Maurer we're talking about. I thought I offended everybody by saying he was boring. You're suggesting he's got other families everywhere. Oh, that's it. Maybe boring is the cover. And it's all a cover for, you know, his OnlyFans page. I will not have Joe Maurer slander on this radio station. Where he sends pictures of his feet to people. I have no idea. I don't know how it goes. Joe's not that There must be some. 1044 News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, we did tease before that we talk, uh, react uh, to the New Hampshire yes. primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do that next. Talk about boring. The results were boring, but it <laughs> is what it is. We're marching towards the worst sequel of all time. Well, we'll talk about that next. Well, Pat Garofalo there. Uh, I'm getting less and less interested in the presidential race as we move closer to uh, the Biden Trump. Part two, which is t- tweeted last night. Name a worse sequel than that. <laughs> you know what I'm annoyed at, though? What? I'm annoyed at the media, and I count myself among the mainstream media, that we are telling people how to think. We are saying, oh, it's over for Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's no path forward. She should just drop out. Right. No, she shouldn't, friends. She got 43%, 43.3, I know every vote counts, percent of the vote in New Hampshire yesterday. I understand Donald Trump got 54.5%. That is a commanding lead. But there are still many, many months until the race. And and people are saying, oh, that's it. Nikki Haley's done. It's, It's a Donald Trump candidacy now. No, I am willing to hold out hope and at least have faith in the process that if the American electorate says we want another choice, that's not Donald Trump, that Nikki Haley hangs in there and she says she's going to, of course. But I don't like how... When I was following this morning or last night, they were like, oh, it's over for Nikki Haley. That's it. Don't do that, media, because don't let your perception or your pundit's perception completely invade the American psyche, thinking that yours is the only opinion. Yeah, but but, but what you just mentioned, though, the faith in the system. I mean, if you have faith (laughs) in the system, the system is as such where technically she does not have a shot. I mean, that, that, that there is no path. I mean, if she goes to South Carolina which is expected that she'll get beaten in her own home state by Donald Trump. And, and look, I, w- I, I wish that it, this were a race. I do. I, I mean, far be it from me to be you know, celebrating the fact that Donald mm-hmm. Trump is running away. But there's, you can count on one hand the people who have won both Iowa and New Hampshire. And he has done that now. And like I said, like usually at this time we'd have five, six, seven, eight candidates still mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, you never know what can happen. But boy, this is, 
And again, we've never, at least in my lifetime, we've never had, a, never had a situation where a former president is running again. And I know that has something to do with it, with the fact that he is almost the de facto incumbent here, which is why. But you're right. I mean, but that's the system we have. That's why the well, pundits and people are saying that it's, it's, it's the longest of long shots now and it's getting less and less likely by the minute. And maybe I, I'm thinking about it in the wrong mindset. Maybe I think about, okay, well, fine. If there's no path forward for her in the Republican, uh, in the Republican primary, then maybe she needs a different primary. Or maybe the media or whom I, I won't totally crap all over the media because we're part of the media. I count myself among them. But need to say the path forward for Nikki Haley would be to run under the no labels uh, party or to be to run as an independent. And I understand that a lot of those candidates don't get the votes, Ross Perot or whomever has run in the past. Yet, if we really want something different, and I'm talking to you Republicans who are not loyal Trumpers, if you really want something different, we will create a path forward for a candidate that is like Nikki Haley or even like Dean Phillips. You know, they're saying, oh, he got 19% of the vote. Even he said, without 20%, I can't move forward. I think he's still going to move forward anyway, because he got close enough, which is fine. And I think even that was a huge win for Dean Phillips in New Hampshire. Nobody knew his name a few months ago. So mm -hmm. I think that was a huge win. But yes, move forward. Nikki, keep up the good fight. And if the Republicans aren't going to back you, or if it's been taken over by MAGA folks, then find a different party and stay the course. And then we can say, okay, we had another option, yet we just didn't use it. Then the electorate really has to be accountable for itself. This late in the game. So I don't want Nikki Haley to drop out. So well, this, this late in the game, you need money and you need recognition. And like, there's a part of me that has this fantasy that uh, in a week or two here, there's going to be this press conference called like a big press conference that all the networks are going to cover, and it's going to be this announcement by this someone. And I don't know who it is, but someone that everybody knows, that everybody recognizes, and the, all the networks are going to cover this <laughs> announcement, and this person is going to say, I, I hear you. I hear you, 70%. We cannot go forward with these two options. I am here to announce my candidacy for President of the United States as an alternative to this horrifying sequel we're faced with, uh, Biden versus Trump part two. And I get, and, and you said it too, and I agree with you. I think Joe Biden has done plenty of good things uh, as president of the United States, mainly as being not being Donald Trump. And uh, I mean, Donald Trump is telling us what another Donald Trump uh, term will look like. And it's, it's out there for everybody to see. There's going to be no surprises. And yes, there's a certain amount of people that want that and want to put them there. And that's fine, but I think there's far more many people who are, you know what, I, I, I'm, this is my only option that I have to vote for him. So, and again, this is a fantasy world I guess I'm living in, but that we'll see that a third candidate emerge with significant name recognition. The fact that people throwing money at this candidate, whoever it is, and that it'll be a viable third option, but boy, I mean, that's, again, that's... That's not Nikki Haley? Like, don't no. you think she has both money and name recognition? I don't think so. I, I think because, like, you know, we're, we're, we're skewed in the fact that we think, like, Nikki Haley is somehow some huge moderate Republican. She is not. And, I know. And she's a, is she a better alternative than Donald Trump? Yes. But I, I, I'm, I'm talking somebody even more palatable that would even attract 
uh, a large, significant portion of Democrat, more moderate Democrats to vote for mm-hmm. this person. And I, again, I don't know who that is. I have no idea. But um, that's... So you think there might be a complete wild card, like a Liz Cheney or something, coming out of the woodwork and say, I'm running as an independent. But again, I mean, you look at Liz Cheney, too. And it's like five years ago, Liz Cheney was on the far right of the right. And that's how we skewed our view. But um, And she might still be. The only difference is she spoke out against Trump. Right. She believes in law and order, too. Yeah, and believes in law and order. That's It's something that uh, I guess you don't need to believe in anymore, but... I do, too. Do you have somebody in your back pocket that you'd like to see? Because I, I wouldn't mind Liz Cheney. I wouldn't mind Nikki Haley. That, that's what I'm saying. I think and I feel bad for my Republican friends who say to me that their party has been hijacked, that it's not the party of real Republicans anymore, that it's been taken over. I feel bad uh, for those people. Yeah. But I also think to myself, well, my God, if the majority and I don't know if this is true, do the majority of Republicans really want Donald Trump? To be the next president? I mean, what do you think about that? Do the majority of Republicans? Uh, if I had to say a majority of Republican voters want Donald Trump, um, yes, I think they do. Okay. And in this in this, I don't country, know how significant rules. Right. I don't know how significant a majority that is, but it is. Um, but it, I'm saying if there was an alternative with some of those folks, mm-hmm. say no. I mean, he's got his true believers, and I don't know what the percentage is of those folks that no matter what he does, they will vote for him. Uh, it's right. a, it's a more significant than I'd like to uh, like to hope for, but it it is. But I, I just uh, Adam, someone texted the person you speak of does not exist. Yeah. I guess in this day and age, that person doesn't exist. I don't know. And then somebody, you know, by, I, I yeah, right. I said horrifying with the. I meant the choice. I, I'm not suggesting that Joe Biden mm-hmm. or even Donald Trump as a person is horrifying. I'm saying it's horrifying that we we really. We're kind of being foisted this decision upon us. The reason I talk about Joe Biden that way, and again, yeah, I, I just I mentioned, uh, is he a horrible president? No, but the signs are on the wall that he will not beat Donald Trump. I mean, it just and it's the same thing in 2016 where people thought, well, Hillary will never lose to Donald Trump. What are you kidding me? Correct. And that mm-hmm. hubris came back to bite those mm-hmm. folks. And I'm just saying we've been down that road before. Someone says Nikki Haley. They believe thinks that Trump will win and pick her for vice president. I don't think I don't she think wants so to be his vice president. I don't think, I don't he, think he wants he her. Do no, nor does he uh, want, want to pick her as a vice presidential candidate. I feel, again, like we talked about on Monday, frustrated with this system. I feel bad for Republicans who feel their party has been co-opted. And I feel bad for people who want, again, I, you know, I I don't think Biden is the worst thing that's ever happened to this country. I know people are all over him. I think he's done some great things, some great things for this country. I think there are are some, you know, flaw, many flaws that he has done also. But I just, I feel bad for my Republican friends. What happened to uh, calling in sick about how, you know, the the, the, uh, pandemic was going to make sure that everybody stays home when they're sick? Uh, That, that, that's gone out the window already. What the hell happened there? We'll talk about that coming up next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 